Hello, hello. Welcome to the Fit and Empowered Podcast. I am your host, Morgan, a registered kinesiologist here to help modern working women learn how to work with their cycles to optimize their health and fitness journey while feeling empowered in their bodies. From nutrition and workout tips to all things hormones and your menstrual cycle, we're going to cover it all. Now, let's get right on into it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Fit and Empowered Podcast. This is Morgan, your host for all things menstruation, hormones, workouts, and nutrition. Today, we're talking all about the hormones that are involved in your menstrual cycle. So there is seven that I'm going to just quickly touch on each of them. And then there's going to be more episodes kind of talking about if you have too little not or too much and what those symptoms can be around those different hormones. Because I honestly never realized how important hormones were in not only my menstrual cycle, but as well as my physical health because if your hormones are off it also probably makes it difficult for you to lose weight it could affect your energy levels your sleep patterns your stress literally so many things so really um try to educate yourself on these hormones because i didn't learn about what most of these hormones did until like six months ago I had obviously an idea that cortisol existed, the stress hormone, insulin, which helps regulate blood sugar levels, estrogen, which is like a main part of like how girls hit puberty and developing breasts and things like that. And then I knew about testosterone, which was like the main thing that guys had that made them bulky. And um, I knew girls had it a little bit, but I had no idea what progesterone was, which we'll talk about, the luteinizing hormone, didn't know what that was, and as well, the follicular stimulating hormone, FSH. Follicular stimulate, yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, so let's dive right on in and start talking about numero uno. So, estrogen is produced primarily in the ovaries you know what's funny i wrote down like <laughs> notes uh just so i touched on everything and my autocorrect put ovaries to over ages whoopsie but uh so estrogen is produced primarily by the ovaries and then in small amounts it's produced by the adrenal glands and fat cells so estrogen participates a lot in ovulation and the levels spike mostly around this time and then after ovulation starts it goes down a little bit and then increases again during the luteal phase right before menses when it ends up coming down estrogen is responsible for thickening the uterine lining in anticipation for pregnancy you want to have that uterine lining nice and thick for the egg to go inside the uterine lining and hopefully get fertilized. Uh, Estrogen also plays a role, a protective role in regards to dementia, bone density loss, heart disease, and high blood pressure. I was actually reading some like quickly just little articles about how estrogen affects bone density uh, loss, especially 
in terms of getting older. If you have low estrogen, you might also have um, risk of lower bone density. It's really cool how hormones can affect our body so much. So like I said, um, educate yourself. This would be a great platform for you to learn all about the different hormones, how they affect your body, how they affect weight loss, weight gain, and as well as how they affect your nutrition and maybe your gut health as well. So number two is progesterone. So this is produced, um, the, the, sorry, the production of progesterone is kicked off around ovulation. The main job is to control and maintain the buildup of the uterine lining in anticipation of pregnancy. If an egg is fertilized, the levels of the lining do not shed through menstruation. And then you don't have your period. That's why when women get pregnant and they don't have their period, that that's why the progesterone levels fall and then the lining does not shed and then you get pregnant. It is also a counterbalance to estrogen and promotes relaxation, improves sleep, and enhances mood. So you may find that if you have low progesterone, then your sleep might be a little off, your mood might be um, fluctuating, and you might be stressed literally all the time and not able to relax. Uh, progesterone also has effect on the body to increase body temperature and is a way to confirm ovulation as progesterone levels increase. So what I, if you find you randomly wake up during the night and are so hot, think about what phase you might be in in your cycle because I know I wake up sometimes and, and like I'm just so incredibly hot and it could be because the progesterone levels when you're close to ovulation or had just ovulated um, your basal body temperature will increase so something i've just started i have been i just started doing is measuring my uh, basal body temperature in the morning right when i wake up and i track it on an app called i think i want to say it's firmometer i'll link it down below but it's like a fertility meter like thermometer but firmometer and then i have the little like just a regular thermometer that I use to um, take my body temperature and then I track that because basically when you hit ovulation because of the progesterone increase, your uh, basal body temperature will increase and it'll stay increase. I think it's for up to 14 days. I'm not 100% sure on that, but it does stay high for a couple of days and that's when you can confirm um, ovulation, as well as something called your cervical mucus, but we'll talk about that in another episode. So number three is testosterone. I feel like this is like the one that everyone hates because they think that, oh, if I have too much testosterone, I'm going to uh, be manly. Like I'm going to get bulky. If I lift weights, I'm going to be bulky. And simply because women, for the most part, unless you have an imbalance, we do not have enough testosterone in our bodies to be able to gain the muscle and get as bulky as men do. If we do have that increase in testosterone and it causes symptoms, you might get uh, male pattern hair, hair loss, hair growth in places that like you don't normally get hair growth, uh, as well as acne. 
I actually got a Dutch test done, which tests all your hormones. And it did say that um, my testosterone was a little high, but I don't have any of those symptoms that I just mentioned. So uh, it's partly genetic if you actually get the symptoms or how high your testosterone levels have to be to actually get those kind of symptoms. So I thought like, oh, I don't have high testosterone, but the test actually shows that I do. Um, anyway, this testosterone is produced in the ovaries and adrenal glands. There is a slight surge during and immediately after ovulation. This basically is because testosterone increases your sex drive and because you are ovulating, your your body is saying, let's have sex. Let's make a baby. That's why your testosterone levels increase so you are more likely to get pregnant. And then number four is the follicular stimulating hormone. This is released by the pituitary gland in the brain and is also called FSH. So if I mention FSH, I'm talking about the follicular stimulating hormone. It stimulates ovarian follicles to mature. And then if FSH is imbalanced, it may lead to infertility. And then as you come closer to perimenopause, your FSH levels slowly rise to signal ovaries to stop releasing eggs, which means we can't get pregnant anymore. Number five, we're almost there. So we got estrogen as number one, testosterone as number two, three is progesterone. I said that in the wrong order, but whatever. Number four is the follicular stimulating hormone, FSH. And then the next is number five, luteinizing hormone. This is released as well by the pituitary gland in the brain at ovulation, similar time as FSH and triggers release of a mature egg from the ovarian follicle. And then abnormal LH levels can be associated with PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome as well as infertility number six is insulin so this one is also like not only included in menstruation and i think a lot of people know about insulin in relation to eating so first i want to just cover what it is basically when you consume carbs your body breaks them down and converts them into glucose which is a type of sugar so that's your blood sugar this glucose is absorbed into the bloodstream how this happens is that your pancreas secretes a hormone called insulin in response to the amount of glucose in the bloodstream so more glucose more insulin so insulin takes the glucose and kind of carries around the body and it helps with your energy levels but if insulin levels are off balance it may lead to blood sugar imbalances which can lead to menstrual irregularities so i'm actually going to talk about how the blood sugar imbalances can affect menstrual irregularities in another podcast so be on the lookout for that in the next couple weeks and then last but not least is cortisol so your body's primary stress hormone this is regulated by the hypothalamic pituitary axis and chronic cortisol can lead to a disruption of ovulation, decreased progesterone levels, and sex drive, as well as fertility issues. So all of these hormones that I listed, the seven of them, are very important in menstruation. And if we have 
too much of these hormones or too little of these hormones, they can affect menstrual irregularities and anything related to getting pregnant, fertility issues, all of those things. So just as a follow-up, I wanted to go through all seven one more time. Estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, luteinizing hormone, follicle-stimulating hormone, insulin, and cortisol. These are all so, so, so important for our menstrual health, but also just our overall well-being. A lot of the times, hormones can be the determining factor of us being able to lose weight. So if you're wondering how you can test these hormones or how you can be sure that your hormones aren't imbalanced, I would go for um, some blood work, something for free, especially in Canada. If you're in Canada, you can get uh, some of these tested for free. But the one of the most um, well-known tests is something called the Dutch test. It tests all your hormones. I just got mine done I, it, and it tested my estrogen levels, progesterone levels, uh, testosterone levels, and cortisol levels. I think that's everything. It tested a bunch of other things, but those are the four main ones. And it also tells you kind of how those are metabolized and if you're good at metabolizing those or not and what kind of pathway you prefer. So I think it's super important to kind of know that. I didn't even know the Dutch test existed until like a month and a half ago when my naturopath told me. So I think it's super cool. It is relatively expensive, but if you're struggling with anything related to menstrual cramps menstrual irregularities then think about maybe asking your doctor about it and if it's a right fit for you anyway thank you so much for listening and i will see you in the next one i just wanted to say thank you so much for listening and if you're looking to find me and get more free content all about fitness nutrition and menstrual cycles you can find me on instagram at morgan lee fit And I also have an amazing Facebook group community with a bunch of girls uh, that I post free content in there as well that I will link in the show notes. And if you just need maybe some extra accountability, looking for someone to help you with your workouts, your nutrition, how to show you to learn, how to help you learn about your cycle, then my one-on-one coaching is open. You can hit the link in um, in the show notes as well and we can chat and see if you're a right fit for the program anyway again thank you so much for watching the fit and empowered podcast and i'll see you in the next one